Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Mailbag Edition, which for some reason that's what we call the edition that's not the Star Trek edition, though it's pretty, it's mailbag light a lot of the time. Yeah, the mailbag is never more than six minutes, especially now that Ryan's caught up and it's like, that's it for us. That's right. <laughs> so there's like three three comments from Ryan or Ben and then it's and then it's on to the next segment. But still, Mailbag Edition, I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. <clears throat> How uh how how has the time been? We didn't do one last week. How has that intervening time been? Yeah, last week was a crazy week for me. So we we're doing a production deployment, and uh, I was busy basically every evening. It's one of the, so I have one of those hurry up and wait jobs. Mm. Um, because although I'm not a pure QA engineer at, at this company, I do a lot of project management. Also, uh, being in QA means you're at the end of the chain. Right. And so, like, you have to wait for everyone else to do their job before you can do yours. And that's fine during normal during normal work, because, like, while you're working on something, everything, everyone else is working on something else. But, like, if there's an emergency patch or a fix, uh, you may not have anything worth working on while they're, while they're doing that. Or, like, it doesn't matter that you have other stuff to do. You still have to wait around until the emergency patch is ready to go. Right. So, my evenings were shitty last week, and then uh, uh, Friday I woke up at uh, at 7 in the morning, and I went to bed at 7.45 in the morning on Saturday. So, oh, nice. Well, at least that 9 a.m. meeting didn't end up going off then. Uh, yeah, that's just because we did it at uh, 3 a.m. instead. Nice. nice. So, nice. things on our partner's side, on my partner's side, went faster than expected. Yeah, well, good. At least there's that. Small miracles. Yep. So instead, we're bringing you the mailbag on, uh, I don't know, we're recording it on a Monday night. Who knows when it'll get to you. It gets you when it gets to you. And you'll be, you'll be glad. Yeah. You, to get it. You, you bomb fuckers. That was a good, there you go. that's what I'm going with. There you go. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the juice. <clears throat> well, now that I've found Mo Juice, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. All right, mailbag people. What we get? Uh, so our last mailbag was on March 1st. Okay. Well, good. That uh, was like, that was 19 days ago. We're good. 19 days ago. So like we're five days behind roughly. Okay. Uh, Ben wrote in on March 3rd to say at brother date, Sharps rifles. They made that into a show. Oh. I'm into the book series by Bernard Cornwell was <laughs> delightful brain candy. Now, a, has there ever been a more English name? That guy went for it. He went then for all Bernard the British he could get. Cornwell. Um, how about um, Stuart Chesterson? I'm 
Well, I mean, the the way you half swallowed Stuart was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the most English uh, first name possible is Sinjin. Yeah, Sinjin Smythe. Um, but all, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, it's only because it's a shibboleth to catch people who are going to say Saint John. It's exactly correct. Um, our parents like to talk about a. Uh... A cyclist that they see on all the cycling they watch, uh, whose name is Lillian. <laughs> the first That's name. pretty English. Uh, th- I think it's a French guy. The last name is uh, Calmejean, but it's it's spelled Call Me Jane. Call, so it's, call Me Jane. Call Me Jane. So it's almost Jane. it's almost like a weird aside. Like, what's your name, Lillian? Call Me Jane. Call Me Jane. <laughs> it's a dude. That's the best part. He's got um, a penis, but he has girl names in there. That's funny. That's yeah. always funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking here at Yon Wikipedia page for the Sharp novel series. There are 24 of them bitches. Well, now you got another project, dog. I don't know how much reading time you got these days, but that's... There you go. That's it. Read the novels. Read all 24, and then tell me whether or not I should watch the show. <laughs> Can you do that for me? You already know the show has Sean Bean in it. Right. So... so. We I am both gonna, already know that you're gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. But, you know, if you could do some legwork for me, that'd be great. I just appreciate it. I don't um, think, it feels like you're not really spending your time doing anything else, so if you could do just a little right. bit a little bit of work for me. I great. have so much time to do a series of book reports for you. Look, I read all of the Double Ian sevens. Fleming James Bond books, and yep. they were so bad. <clears throat> well, it's not like <clears throat> it's not like the movies are really good. Nope. They're just so silly. It's just James James Bond is such a blunderer. He just gets lucky. He's not good at his job. He just gets lucky. Yeah. It doesn't even seem like he's really interested in being good at his job. He doesn't seem dedicated to me. No, he just lives a lavish lifestyle that it doesn't make sense that a government employee could afford. Why does he tell everyone he's James Bond? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's save this for another time. This is going to be scintillating pod another di- another time. <laughs> On March 4th, Marjan wrote in to write, at Brother Date, please write a novel together. Um, we can barely manage to get, like, we could probably, we could probably reliably get 30 podcasts out in 52 weeks. Yep, right. And that's without, I mean, it's changed now that we're doing the Star Trek ones. That's without doing any pre-pro on them, so... <laughs> All we have to do is talk for an hour, and then there's, like, another combined hour of getting the podcast ready to go up. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd have to do the typing, because I'm, I'm a hunter and a pecker, you know? <coughs> also, I'm, um, I'm a pecker. Are you a, a midnight... I'm a midnight... Heckler? That didn't, nothing. Wasn't, yeah, nothing rhymes with pecker. What rhymes with pecker? I'm a midnight wrecker. I guess that would work. <coughs> yeah! That's why we need to work together to write uh, yeah. whatever we're going to write. Logan's yep. run. Then the two of us together can write something slightly worse than a Steve Miller band song. So <laughs> you guys are going to love this fucking novel. Uh, no, look, everybody loves our pitch for Logan's run, which is really free Jack. <laughs> that wouldn't even be that hard. I feel like we could knock that thing out. Probably. I mean, what do you figure? It's got to be about 250. 15 pages yeah remember that time you wrote that chapter of that mario book the super mario brothers book i i wrote all of world one. Oh, there you go see right including uh, the airship 
I think we could easily knock yeah, it was out Super Mario one. World. Oh, that's right. Yeah, what did I say? Super Mario Brothers, but oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right, right, right. That would be much easier. There's only four levels in World One. You get to that castle at the end, and then all the descriptions would be of those those arm those flaming arms that spin around. Yeah, like what? Why are they here? How are they suspended in midair? Like I did too much world building in my <laughs> novelization of Super Mario World, anyway. Right. Because <clears throat> I, I feel like there's nothing else, sense. nothing else worth talking about in that castle. I tried to make it so that Mario, you know, was like, "What is all this? Why am I here?" <clears throat> Etc. Anyway, sure, sure. Uh, on March eighth, Ben wrote in to say, "At brother date, you guys should play Two Truths and a Lie game," which I guess is something that Jimmy Fallon does. Mm. I'm not just going to take something straight from Jimmy Fallon. Unless it's jokes about Steely Dan. (laughs) Or just laughing at the mention of Steely Dan like I just did. (laughs) That's exactly correct. You're the one who stole. I stole from him by breaking about Steely Dan. (laughs) Well, how does Two Truths and a Lie work? I I get from the title that maybe I say say three things. I think that's right. Two of them are true things, and one of them is not, and you got to guess. And one of them is a lie. I don't know because I have not clicked on the link that Ben included, but it it did it did create a nice Twitter card that shows it looks like it's a folder that's got Shake Shack written on the top mm. and then like a Shake Shack logo on the side and it says is a chain of burger restaurants based in New York City that's one and then the second one is began as a food cart in Madison Square Park and then the third one's blank so I guess we caught this one in media res. Mm. <laughs> uh so, so it's two truths and a no, it's, nothing. I, I don't know. One of those two could be the lie. Yeah. Maybe they wrote the lie Is it first. based in New York City? What if it's... Uh, sorry, it's based in Secaucus. Oh, that's right. You blew it. Yonkers. So close. Uh, I mean, we could play that game, I guess. But yeah. uh, I'm going to have to sit down and write it very carefully. I can't come up with a lie on the spot. I'm way too honest for that. I put together that quiz game. That quiz game for, for Matt. Where they were all they were all obvious, and he still got one wrong. Hey, I just but I didn't even have the patience to make up a fake one. So, <laughs> well, you know, I thought you were maybe you were being tricky. Yeah, I wasn't. You were you were zagging. That's all the mail we got. Oh fuck! So a request from Ben <clears throat> to play a game that neither one of us looked up in the interim or prepped. So we're not going to play it this week. Let me get this straight. We did. Also, it's just theft. We did almost three hours of Star Trek material. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Three truths and two lies. Oh, I see what you did. It's a different (laughs) game. He can't sue us. Also, just in terms of the dimensions of this game, this is now a much more complicated game. Yeah, it's like Go as compared to chess. Like, it's going to take computers an extra 20 years to be humans. It's like Stratagema. At three truths and two lies. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to play for a tie. Well, now that you know the strategy, when do we get to that episode? What is that, season two? Damn it. Uh, Such a great episode. Jesus, is it season two? I thought it was maybe late season one. No, I feel like that. Oh, you're Scott Pulaski. It's got racist-ass Pulaski. It's a season two joint. I think that's one of those episodes where Pulaski's sitting by herself in 10 forward because everyone hates her guts, and then she just butts into someone else's conversation. Also, she's a huge drunk. We'll get to that in in like two years when we get to season two. (laughs) Yeah, that's Let's avoid the Star we're, Trek as much as we can. We're theoretically watching the episodes for week 10 right now. There are 26 episodes in season one. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, maybe 25 if, if you count Encounter of Farpoint as two. As one, rather. It's just anyway. so many. It's just so it's many. Strange Outs. 
Hey everybody, this segment's called Strange Outs. It's uh, basically just snippets of Google Hangouts conversations that Judah and I have throughout the day. Uh, you know, just in case a couple of hours of Judah and Matthew wasn't enough for you. What's your take on parallels? Dog, I am just now starting this week's episodes. Wait, is parallels the one with all the wharfs? Yeah, too many wharfs. That's where Katie and I are in TNG. You almost caught me. I am on like 7 to 20 this project has slowed me the fuck down. No desire to watch more Star Trek than I already am. I know the feeling but Reno 911 just expired from Hulu so we're back at it. Uh, that is a dumpster episode. Does Worf start to date Troy because he did it with her in another universe? That's not a good reason. That is the entire reason. Had he ever thought about it? Does he feel a single thing about her either way? It is very out of left field. Or just I guess I should take a cue from other different Worf. At some point, someone obviously remembered that he had chosen her to raise Alexander in ethics. And that was good enough. But like we've never seen them together even as friends. Yeah, because they were probably already in family therapy and she's the dang counselor. Yeah for sure that's what it is. He and Alexander are doing therapy with her. Not cause he likes the way her pooper looks in that leotard. Exactly. He's been pretty straightforward about not being interested in human women. But like, once he realized for one second that she might be down to welcome this huge one the wheels started turning I guess. The episode is effective in this way it is a little embarrassing to watch him fumble around with the controls and get people killed. Kind of like an exactly as funny Ben Stiller movie. I do kind of want to hide from the scenes where he has forgotten basic facts about his universe and people think he's crazy. Also real contrast to Remember Me. Or Future Imperfect. Yeah, they go to that well fairly often. Strange outs. Um, um, no, you go. No, you go. No, you do it. Alright. Um, so I, I started playing the Pokemons. Yeah. The Pokemonsters. Yeah. We should talk about this because for... I want to say like 10 years now I've yep. been like dog why don't you get a like a DS and then you could play Pokemon right because it's a JRPG Yeah Here's the thing and and you have resisted it for so long and then like a month ago you were randomly like oh I'm going to go get a 2DS Yeah and I wasn't even for that It, it was, was play Animal Crossing right Play Animal Crossing but then I started watching the Nuzlocke run that that Griffin, Griffin McElroy. McElroy did and then I saw the combat, and I went, oh, I recognize this. This is turn-based. Yeah. Turn-based RPG combat. This yeah, is... I've heard tell you that 400 times, dog. Is... Yeah, but you know, but you didn't show me with a video. You, no, you probably right. did. You probably did. You probably <laughs> sent a have, video. I think I probably tried to get you to watch that Nuzlocke run at least once before. <laughs> That's right. But that was before. What was your what was your entree into the Griffin McElroy? Touch the Skyrim. Touch the Skyrim. Got it. So Got it. fairly recent, and I've already I've already taken in all of the Carboys, and all of the Monster Factories, and obviously all the Touch the Skyrims, and I don't know, just like a bunch of shit. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm devouring it all. But so you anyway, haven't jumped fully into the podcast universe yet, right? <clears throat> I watch. I've listened to one 
of a bunch of different podcasts. Okay, so have you started on the Adventure Zone? Because that's the one where he's a dungeon master yes, for his brothers. I've listened dad. to half of the pilot episode of that. Okay. So the I'm pilot's gonna... probably the worst episode because it's just them explaining to their dad how to roll a die. <laughs> right. So I'm I'm halfway through the first episode of that. I'll I'll eventually get into that. I'm looking forward to that one because I need to learn how to be a dungeon master because apparently I'm just breaking all the nerd boundaries now. It gets good. He uh he starts composing original music for the thing. Just as a theme theme songs or like yeah, are people like in the during, universe playing during big big fights in each of the episodes of his game. He starts to like just starts to play music that he's made. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So he gets big into that adventure zone stuff. All right, well, I'm looking forward to it, because I need to learn how to do it, because apparently now I'm going to be a dungeon master, and I'm going to play Pokemon. All right? Yep. Everybody yep. okay with that? It's all coming together There's for now you. nothing that I won't nerd out on. Dog, you have a Star Trek podcast now. We haven't officially renamed it or advertised it in any way as a Star Trek podcast, but half of the episodes and most of the time is Star Trek now, so. The... That's the nerdiest thing it's possible. To, well, no, we could have a Babylon Five podcast. <laughs> we could have the the Drowsy Radio Hour. TBD. That's a great name for it, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, this is off the top of my head. TM 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 TM. <laughs> twenty. The season of this podcast that encompassed 2016, 2017 be the year of the nerd. It turns out not twenty out five. Yeah. Some people claimed it was twenty out five, but that's not correct. Uh, it, yes, it was once claimed that 20 out 5 was the year of the nerd. I do like that in that album, uh, Nerdcore Rising, MC Frontalot does all the rap stuff, like, uh, dating his music. That's, that's yes. what you gotta do. It is important, not just in rap, I mean, it spreads to other genres. Famously, I'm um, so 2008. <laughs> yeah, that, so was 2000 late. that was a brag! That was a brag! It's not a brag anymore to be 2008. Like 2008, were there even iPhones? Oh uh, boy, I think they're were like pretty just new. were. Yeah, they just were iPhones. I'm just, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put in 2008. You ready for this? I'm gonna go to image search. Uh, is it just is it just people wearing New Year's Eve glasses that say 2008? It for some reason is only showing me cars. It's only really? showing me 2008 Peugeots. Images. Do I have like a weird? Nope, nope, nope. Me too. Just, so it's and... not just me. I don't have a weird shitty auto filter on my Google Images. Ah, fuck me if it ain't Peugeots. I mean, here's a uh, there's a Honda there, but just, like I was really. Baffling. I am seeing European cars. <laughs> it was really baffling. I was Ooh. expecting something a little bit more hilarious. But... Ooh, if you scroll down below the fold, there's a side by side of two Peugeots. I think and. uh it's on the left, it says avant, and on the right, it says après. Oh, what? And in the middle, question mark? Um, <laughs> like, it's, we know it's before and after something. Wait, no, maybe those two cars mated, and we're waiting for it to procedurally generate what the baby's going to look like. Nice. I, I hope... going to be Naga Subsways or something. I, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope it's Naga Submagic. Okay, good. That's Monster Rancher! <laughs> uh Old school nerd style. Uh, let's see. Top 10 photos of 2008. Here we go. You ready for this? Yep. Oh, boy. Campaign reflections. That was an election year. That's not good. Uh, that appears to be a picture of McCain's wife. Ooh, oh, Michael Phelps. You know, a lot of this is still weirdly relevant. Do I have safe search on? No, I don't. 
No, what did... happened to Cajun titties? It used to be such a good search to not do. Did they clean and it up? It's all chicken breasts. Oh and again, two scrolls down, Farmer Fran tweaking his nipples. I can't believe they cleaned up the Cajun titty search. Can we take credit for that? Did we do that? Did we cast a light on the horror of Cajun titties? We must have. All right. Well, um, all right, these photos are hella boring. You know what? I don't know what happened in 2008. The internet doesn't want to tell me. Who knows? Could have been anything. <sighs> um. Yeah, so anyway, I'm playing the Pokemons. Because I watched a few episodes of the Nuzlocke run, and then I went, uh, what's a Nuzlocke? And he didn't bother to say it in the video. And, uh, but oh, then Nuzlocke I... was the guy who invented it. Oh. That, that, those, those alternate rules. That was the name of his dumb internet screen name or something? Yeah. Okay. Um. And then, yeah, so I started playing it the other day, and... It's, yeah, it's turn-based combat, so it's just like every old Final Fantasy game. And, uh, you know, like, I gotta know what types of monsters hurt other types of monsters. So I need a complicated yes. chart. So that is more complicated than any Final Fantasy game, but yes. each monster can only do one of four things at any given time. Correct. So that's much less complicated. But you can choose what moves they have. Like, they learn different moves as they level up, and you can swap them in. Mm-hmm. And my... So, my party has six that I have to... I can change them out, like, one at a time. Depending on what's happening in the battle. I have up to six dudes in my party that I can... Yep. Switch in and, and out. And you can switch them in and out using the PCs at the Pokemon Center. If That's you want to change your party of six people. So, essentially, there's plenty of RPG mechanics to dig into with Pokemon. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing since Thursday night. I'm playing but it is a completionist nightmare, and that's why you're still on Route 5. That's correct. That's right. I am an expert... On everything up to Route 5, I'm a fucking Poke Wizard. That's what they call it when you went, you're a grand Poke Wizard. Pokemon X Speedrun WR. What? I just want to see what the top speedrun time is for Pokemon X. Oh. Um, In English, it is 3 hours, 45 minutes, and 46 seconds. Yeah, I, I passed that point a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Such a long time ago. Because you'll just, you'll fight a hundred dudes in a row that aren't the dude you're trying to catch. Yeah. <sighs> it's very you're like The internet says that I can catch Vulpix here. Oh, no, that it'll say like 30% chance, and I'll fight 195 battles in a row, and the guy will never show up. And I'm and, extremely and Exactly confused. at the moment when you're like, ah, fucking internet's wrong. Can't <laughs> be done. Can't, and then you're like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's got that. Listen, I got this game when it came out. I still haven't beat it. Well, you got Y, which is a vastly different experience than Pokemon X. <laughs> Why do they yep. even do that? Because some people will buy two? Because people are dumb and they will buy two. Um, it's to encourage trading with your friends. But there's Playing only... with your friends and trading and with your friends. And there are like friends. five Pokemon in each game that are different? Nah, there's... Well, there, are, there aren't that many exclusive Pokemon, but there are some that are much easier to catch in one game than another. Hmm. So you're more likely to have... Like, en route... On Route 2, or whatever the first route is that you fight Pokemon, you caught a Weedle. Yeah, I did, and I fucking regret it. I want to send him right back into the ground. Uh, because I played Y, I caught Caterpie there. Yeah, I ended up... I caught a Caterpie... God, this is, this is going to be the all-time... This is the all-time nerd show. <laughs> yeah, I caught a Caterpie later on. I caught one of those. Or Caterpie, I don't know. They're I both, never know with Pokemon. They're both Butterfreeze and, and Drill... And Beedrills. Yeah, they're Beedrill and whatever. They've already evolved. Yes, you. Yes, they evolve very quickly. Yeah. You take them right through Kakuna, and then 
into Beedrill. I don't know what the problem is with Weedle. He's got a poison attack that hurts nobody. Even people who are weak to poison, it doesn't hurt. I just, I fucking hate his guts so much. Here's my printed chart. I would like... Poison is strong against grass and fairy. You probably aren't running into many fairy types. It has not mattered. I have used it on both of those types and it has barely hurt them. I want him to be dead, and I want him to be the official arch nemesis of this show, Weedle. You know, Bug is is double strength against grass, too. You should be... Weedle should be dope against a grass type Pokemon. He's dope against nobody. Even as Drill B Drill. Drill B Drill? Even as Drill B Drill, he's not that great. He really is. Plus, if you use a poison attack, you get same type attack bonus. Okay. Alright. Anyway. Let's, let's let's chill a little bit. Let's Pokemon. chill everybody. Uh you are finally getting into a thing that I have done semi secretly for years. Mm. Like if it comes up, I will say, you know, that's, uh, those games are actually pretty good. Mm. Like they're they're competent little RPGs. Yeah, and they're the kind of RPG I like best, where you can get past any problem by just grinding and leveling up. Yeah, I like that too. I like that when I'm, I was watching the run that Griffin was doing, and he kept having to like turn off experience share because his guys were getting too strong. Because he's like, "Oh, it's going to be too easy. It's not going to be a fun video if my guys are too strong." And I like that yeah. he had to do that like by accident. He was like, "Oh, my guys are already too strong." I like yeah. that kind of game. Yeah, it can it, it can happen again. It's. This game series uh, originally came with a thing on the back of the box that says, hey, your kids will get a lot more out of this if they can read. Like, that's yeah. the age level that it was aimed at. I mean, that's New probably readers. Um, uh, no, that's absolutely not true, by the way. Wait, you won't get more out of it if you can read? I don't think so. The plots of these games are very dumb. Oh, no, who knows? I, I need to be able to tell what monster it is and what type it is and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, but like... I gotta be able to read my Pokedex. There's so many names in there. If you know that something is a grass type, like, if you if you see a plant part on something, you'd be like, yeah, this guy looks like he's grass. And if he's flying, you're like, this guy looks like he's flying. Right. I guess that's true. But, yes. And also, all of the... They're all color-coded, so... Uh, like, even if you couldn't read the word flying, you could see that it was... What color is flying in the thing? Yeah, or, I don't know. Bluish. Anyway, bluish. Yeah, it's been been a couple of weeks since I played it. Um, I'm just all I want from you is to say yes, Weedle can be the official arch nemesis of this show. Not any of the bad guys in the game. That guy that I recruited that I want to throw in a dumpster. Are we starting a brother date enemies list? I don't know. I'm just right now. There's only one. It's just Weedle. <laughs> it's just Weedle because he's the fucking worst. <laughs> I put him in my party like 900 times trying to level him up and make him good, and every time I go, okay, by now, surely you must be able to hurt somebody. He's <laughs> just so fucking worthless. Maybe you gotta wheedle with bad IVs and bad EVs. I'm gonna give him an IV full of fucking, you know what's gonna be in that IV? Fucking Mountain Dew and fucking <sighs> diarrhea. Mountain Dew and diarrhea. That's what's going in the IV. That'll be fun. Let's intervene us right to his... Right to his Venus. Uh, your starter. You picked Croker. Yeah, dude. I start. I had Croakley? a, a, a what's sweet, his name? Cro- Croaky. I, st- I had a Croakey? cool little blue frog. Same. Has Croakey. he leveled up? No, he has not evolved. The starters are always cool. Also, you know, they evolve twice, so they get they get pretty strong. Some some of them don't. Um, yeah, that's what I picked to start off. And after I beat the first trainer... Oh my god, I can't believe we're doing this. After I beat the first trainer, I I picked a, a Bulbasaur. The, the first gym leader, that's what I mean. 
be a first gym gym right person. so you were so i think that's i think you you did wrong what so you're water type right yeah so i don't know that means your nemesis is going to be grass type throughout the game oh really yeah so like they picked the grass type starter and you're gonna have to fight them about a hundred times and it keeps getting stronger every time well why so they always they pick even the one that's strong against one. you yeah so what you should have picked was the fire one well, you should have picked chimchar or whatever the do i am i gonna get a choice again well no but there's like there's hella fire type Pokemon well, that's what i'm out. saying i think i'm fine i didn't have a lot of grass dudes so i picked a bulbasaur deal with it everybody everybody at home don't at me about bulbasaur He's yeah, got a cool. He's, he's got gonna a, become a Venusaur, and um, he's got like a plant on his back, and he's adorable. Ivysaur. I now don't remember which order they evolve in. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I know. usually pick the fire type starter. I've had some things evolve, but not Bulbasaur. I haven't played with him enough yet. <clears throat> so anyway, that's what I've been doing for days. Yeah. For days. I, and I know days. because that instead of. Uh, texts about the Star Trek episode that you're watching or a thing that you're doing in Skyrim, which is usually just killing bandits. Yeah, it's uh, true. There's not a, not, not a lot of need. The only time I text you about Skyrim is if I've witnessed a Bethesda moment. Yeah. When a, a dragon is fighting a bear and simultaneously also fighting a frost troll. Yep. And something crazy happens, like a giant, a giant walks in and he hits one of them and they fly 400 feet. Bethesda stuff. I'm going to text you for in, killing some bandits. You have to put in so many hours to see that stuff. Oh yeah, that's all just... Oh, I'm, I, I really should have fast-traveled. Why am I walking the whole way across this map? <laughs> this is so aggravating. Wait a minute, what's going on over there? Oh no! Bethesda! <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it's all been Pokemon stuff lately. Yeah. Yes. That is cool. I have been heavily replaying Grand Theft Auto V. That's, uh, that is a very good game. That I have never really played through to to completion, let's call yeah. it. Checking in on it, I have 54 hours clocked on the PC. Damn, when did you start the latest run? Month ago. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Ain't bad. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think I ever beat that one. I, I've gotten... I got through... I got a lot through it, and then my PlayStation broke. Oh. And then I... I got it again, and I played a lot through it, but I didn't, I didn't finish it or anything. So, I didn't buy it for the PC. I haven't bought it three times yet. So, well, I just finished manipulating the stock market with, with Franklin today, so now he owns the golf course. <laughs> I like that that game <coughs> that was used to be ostensibly about running over hookers and shit. Mm-hmm. Now you can spend a lot of time really building up your portfolio. So that you can purchase large tracts of land and stuff. It's just, it's a life simulator. Do you get to pay taxes? Uh, no, this is the thing. And I was thinking about this as so I'm going through these. Like, I'm going to be paying, like, this is, this is I'm buying and selling in the same day. I'm going to be paying a ton of taxes here. Yeah, you're really going to be taxed as ordinary income. I'm going to have to worry about the AMT. You're going to be underwater in a minute, man. But... These characters have each killed about 500 people, many of them in the uh, equivalent of the FBI and CIA. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing paying their taxes, yeah, probably well, not high on their list. When do your guys start showing up on the most wanted lists and stuff? Like, 
They, they should be there. You, you pretty much are the worst terrorist there ever was, right? I mean, I guess in-game, the story is, like, there is a crooked FBI agent who may be sort of covering you. Right. So maybe that's why you're not on the list, but, like... Even though you're the worst terrorist there. What about the cops? Yep. How come they're never, like, huh, same description, every <laughs> one of these heists? We should probably look into this. I think that guy, uh, I think some, he blew up a whole building. Some middle-aged Italian guy, and, uh, and a black guy, and a meth head. Every single time. This one appears to have stolen a commercial transport. Yeah. It seems. Seems like that should well, be they, investigated. They hijacked a military plane. That's right. Oh, they stole it. They stole a submarine. Okay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would think that these crimes would mm. be investigated, but you know, but like not even the local cops. <laughs> really, by this part in the game, you, when you stick your head outside, there should just be fucking. There should be all kinds of shit going on. You should always the the little stars that flash when the cops are kind of looking for you. That should always be going. The yeah, cops really should always be, be passively looking for you. That would be such a different game. Yeah. It also should be... Like, uh... It should be way easier to exhaust the police force. Like, they're infinite, right? Yeah, basically. But in the real world, that isn't true. That's true. You should be able to bottle them all up in one area. Yeah. Sneak out and go do some more crime somewhere else. Or even just, once you have killed a hundred officers... That that's it for they the size of this town. They can't keep that's recruiting. It. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna get away because you killed them all and you shot down the police helicopter and they don't have that many. Dude, you could turn it into some fucking Mad Max town or something. Basically, <clears throat> you do, you do like I tried to do on this last playthrough of Skyrim, where I start the first thing I did, the very first thing I did was join the Dark Brotherhood and start killing anybody that they would give me a contract for. <laughs> but it turns out that there's only like ten named NPCs that you can kill. It's a real And after bummer. that, it's just like, kill the suspicious bard at this location. It's just random radio random quest guy. nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I got mad ages ago, the first time my Skyrim broke, because I made a vampire who couldn't eat blood, um, and therefore he couldn't go to any town because he was recognized as a vampire and everyone would attack him on sight. Uh, I then decided out of protest to murder everyone in the game and found that, like, uh... Just so many people in every town cannot be killed. Yep, they're just marked essential. Made me very unhappy. Uh, they just kept laying down on the ground and then getting back up. And I was like, no, you, I stabbed you. It's over. Should have been able to depopulate the entire uh, region, but no. They wouldn't I think there is there are mods. Like, now that you have access to mods. Right. There are mods that make uh, most people not essential. Can it make everyone not essential? Mm, there's no way to kill kids. Even with mods? I've never seen a mod. I haven't really looked oh, into it. Oh, so there's it, 900 mods that'll show you Bush? <laughs> but no mods no, that'll no. let you kill a little kid? Dog. No, the mods let you choose whether or not the characters have Bush. <laughs> Sorry. They don't just show you Bush. <laughs> That's just the, you, you type in the code and the Bush just shows up on your a picture, yeah. like a JPEG? Like, you can choose what pubic hair styling the characters have with these nude mods. It's fucking... If you want to see 
a not very convincing depiction of nudity in a game. Extremely, not, yeah, extremely unconvincing. I went on there, I don't know, like a month ago to get some mods, and like the top 50 mods it was advertising were all just like, um, like nasty bikini ladies. Yeah. It's like, ooh, it's a tra- she'll travel with you and she'll blow you or whatever. She's got a bikini on. Yep. Like, yep, that's not that is not what I'm trying to do right now. Um, much like Star Trek, please keep sex out of my Skyrim. I will say that I do find it like I don't I don't need sex in my Skyrim at all. I do find it slightly immersion breaking that every single person from every single faction has the same yellow underwear. Yeah, that's true. That's um like, huh? I t- I stripped this elf of his armor. He's wearing that same underwear everyone else is wearing. <laughs> the same armor that his sworn enemy, the Nord, wears. Yeah, that's very Why are they odd. wearing the same underwear? Huh, the Khajiit is wearing that armor, too. Does he have a human-like penis under there? <laughs> what, yeah, what is it with these races? Do the Khajiits, do the lizard guys, what are they called? Yeah, everyone, every Look, every character has the same underwear. Does Lizardo even have a peen? He should have like some kind of weird cloaca or something, right? I don't know. How, yeah, probably. I don't know how lizards work. But, like, um, I don't know how you feel about medieval times, uh. but I'm guessing that most people just didn't have underwear. Yeah, underwear it's... feels like a luxury to me. If they did, they had the one pair they had to wash it every day or whatever. Yeah. They probably just had a loincloth that they wrapped around themselves. And then they and then they put on their dwarven armor of enchanted smithing. I don't know what the hell. Something, something like that. Something like that. <clears throat> anyway. That that is the one thing I that like I guess I could see having a nude mod so that everyone didn't have the same underwear, but then like, uh, it's uh, it's not credible, and it wouldn't be sexy even if it was. No, I don't want it. Keep it out. And as we've discussed before, whenever someone tries to tell you to watch beach volleyball, yep. it's so easy. If you want to see naked people, it's so easy now. Yeah, you don't have to sit there watching people with these freakish proportions proportions dive around in the sand and then have like a bunch of beer commercials and then uh whatever like d team d broadcasting team they have on that mm-hmm. you don't have to do any of that you can just go to internet and, and type it's in, worse than court volleyball i don't know what they call the other kind of volleyball re- regular volleyball regular yeah. type yeah regular type volleyball is way better it's way more fun to watch like yeah, a team well, game. it's because there's more there's more players on the team, so there's more strategy. Strategies. It's not just could you reach that ball or not. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So you know. Don't don't try to sex stuff up. It's super easy to find sexy stuff. Yep. That's correct. That is a good that's that's a good advice we just gave everybody. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, yeah. Ben and Ryan. Strange outs. I feel bad for Transporter Man Kelso. He is barely half an ensign and that is a tough situation. Those exocomps hella bossed him around and they are the size of medium turtles. Yup, that's a real tough situation. Also, another episode where Data goes off the fucking reservation. Fuck that guy. He's not a team player. Then Picard compliments him in the end calling his decision to choose the exocomps over the lives of Picard and LaForge the most human decision you've ever made. Nah dude. That is not the decision humans would make. Riker makes the human decision. He looked at those exocomps and decided that something Baxter Stockman built should not take precedence over his new dad, John Luke. And the Netflix screenshot confirms that Chains of Command is next. 
black turtlenecks all around. Because also, fuck you. If you've got the plans, you can replicate one million more exocomps and give them a planet. Yeah, seems like a fair trade. Oh, I was so cranked in Darmok to see Picard's new jacket. Casual Picard has arrived, dude. I'm fucking done with jackets that close. So confining. Strange house. You had a thing you wanted to talk about this week. Oh, well, it was more last week. So last week and the week before that, I was walking around with the music from uh, Ninja Turtles, the video game, on the mm-hmm. NES. Mm-hmm. Just, like, rolling through my head nonstop. And uh, it got me thinking, well, one, was that the best NES original soundtrack? So I wanted to do some homework on that and think about whether it was or not. And then I wanted to get your take on it as well. Because we grew up playing a shit ton of NES and most of those games sucked. As games. Oh, it's for sure true. But weirdly, there was some really good music that came out of it. And I think we were kind of talking about this offline last week. Like, why why are the composers so good and the games are so bad? And as you pointed out, uh, people have been like... People have been learning how to do music for a really long time. And uh, in 1986 or whatever, people were just kind of figuring out how to make video games, and it was very hard. Yeah, I think that's it. But it's also, it's not just that it's, that there's a wealth of knowledge, but like, there must be 500 conservatories in the United States. Yeah. Where, churning out people who know how to play music. Whereas in 1985, it was like, there were 30 people. 30 people could make a pixel appear on on (laughs) it. computer screen right they didn't always get the pixel they wanted either but nope. if they got something they were in the top one percent of one percent of all people right yeah that's correct so yeah most of the games suck i mean ninja turtles is actually a pretty cool game it's just impossibly difficult it's so hard that game was so and i know hard nes even... games are all hard right like yes the i think they figured look you're just gonna have this one game because <laughs> it's gonna cost eighty dollars uh, and you're going to have to play it over and over and over again, so we might as well make it tough. But that game was too hard. That game was so hard that even with Game Genie, I still was not able to beat it. You know why? Because in Game Genie, you'd put on the Invincible Code, then you'd fall <laughs> in the lava or the fire or whatever it was, and you would just sit there in the fire not dying. No way to get out. And you just go, oh, that was the game. Still oh, lost. i got to restart. Even with Game Genie, I still lost. Could you even switch to a different turtle? No, he would just appear in the same spot. Yep. There was nothing you could do. If you went into yeah. the fire or whatever that was, with the Game Genie Invincible on, you just go, that was it. Game over. You gotta go right back to the dam. <sighs> I mean, not the dam. You have to do those levels before you get to the dam. But anyway, so that game sucked, but the music in it uh, was, was good. really good. And, but at the um, end of the day, that was not your pick. That was not. That didn't end up being my pick. My pick probably would have been your pick. But I let I let you go ahead and and uh, grab that one because I was gonna do Ninja Turtles. But then I was just thinking about it, and another song I had in my head recently was from Wizards and Warriors Three. So that ended up being my pick. The fucking uh, the Revenge of K- Kuros. Kuros Kuros's the Visions of Kuros or Vi- something. Kuros's uh, Visions of Beauty. Kuros's that... birthday blowout, I think it was called. Oh god! Oh, I should have oh, looked god. if there were any good ones from Bugs Bunny's oh, birthday god. blowout. I bet that's got some hot fire. Oh, I just yeah. As soon as you said that, I went. Oh wait, wait, wait a minute. That one might have been a soundtrack winner. 
<coughs> oh, talk about a shitty game. All right, so when you're a little kid, what if there's a hella? What if there's a hella good song in Yo Noid and we just didn't think of it? There are kids who know how to play the game, and we were not those kids. There are kids who like get everything that they want, and we just got whatever weird shitty game that mom and dad decided we needed to have. Whenever we had they, some odd games, yeah, like Bugs Bunny Birthday Blowout. Nobody asked for that game. No, no. one even knew that game existed. Nope, it just showed up one day. I think they, I'm not even sure mom and dad bought it. How did it get, just showed up in the house? Did it I, dig its way out of the ground? I think, uh, I think it was like the time that uh, roast beef accidentally shoplifted those playgirls. Oh, that could be. <laughs> and the bookstore manager was real sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, uh, we. I don't know if we've talked before about the Three Stooges video game that we had. I mean, that's uh, oh. Uh, that one, we know the music was not good for. That's correct. That because it was crazy. just various renditions of Pop Goes the Weasel, so that <laughs> sucked. Um, but man, now I'm really curious. After we're done, we're going to have to go and listen to some music from Bugs Bunny Birthday Blowout, just to see if it was any good. Ghostbusters 2, the video game? Like, was there good? Um, I remember the music from that, and it was not good. It was very okay. straightforward. Uh, so, we're... Fighting a little bit now. Um, there's a podcast called Legacy Music Hour. Yes, uh, I think they've stopped regular production, but it's still on the air, and they still release like mixtapes every so often. Yeah, I don't actually um, care for the show that much, but we can make it the official podcast recommendation. Just if you want to listen to video game music, that's it's nothing but that. We're going to play a bunch of uh, songs from the 8-bit era, and this was a show entirely about the 8 and 16-bit eras. Yes. Uh, so if you if this is giving you weird nostalgia. Like, that's a place to listen to music. The problem with that show is that the commenters don't have anything interesting to say about it. No. And I, by the way, I'm super worried we're going to fall into the same track. The same, uh, the same I've got but, all kinds of insane shit to say. I don't know what okay. you're talking about. But what we should do uh, is trade off tracks. Okay. That's what they did, so that's fine. Stop it. This is not <laughs> there's, This is not Legacy Music Hour. That's a different show. <clears throat> what this show is, is old school sounds in your ear. Half hour. So how about that? So why don't you get us started? What do you want me to play first? Um, all right. So yeah. So mine was uh, Wizards and Warriors three. Um, why don't you play the the opening theme if you got that one uh, uh, ready to go? All right. Wizards and Warriors three title theme. It's fucking badass. <laughs> It's about to do something super cool. It keeps being cool. Does it loop from here, you think? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I think it's just loops at that point. So what I was going to um, say was, one of the really cool things about all of the music in this game is that the loops are a lot longer. and a lot They're more very s- long loops. A lot more shit goes on before they kick it 
kick, kick it in and reverse it. If you got a big dick, let me search it. Is that is that? And find out how hard it? I gotta work it. Yeah. Um, so your make a fan bang. In the, I don't know. It's, it's backwards. I think so that's whatever. very close. I um, think she definitely says fandango in there. Well, you you'll enjoy. There's a there is a mabim bam when you get to it. You know, three hundred episodes from now, <laughs> they, right. they do cover some of the same territory. Um, so anyway, that's what I generally enjoy about the Wizards and Warriors three music is that they do some really interesting stuff. They change up the beats and the rhythms. They go into some weird, some weird different bits, and they're long loops, so you don't get really tired of the music quickly. And that's by the way, that's the title theme. Like, how long are you ever on a title screen in an old Nintendo game, dude? What was so cool about that game? Okay, this game sucked. By the way, this was oh, a really it's... shitty game. So this is hard. Uh, like Ninja Turtles is mechanically hard. Yes, he is. But it's very clear at every stage what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> That's right. This game is very obscure, dude. I think we played this long before we knew what a game's game facts was. That's right. There was no game facts. It was just and you like, have to you like, sitting there going, "Well, what the fuck do I do now?" It's like a hugely vertical game, and you like you have to get stuff from the very top of the game to do stuff at the very bottom of the game. You have to go through all of these layers of the different guilds in order to get the secret powers that you need to advance. And shit's, like, messed up. Like, sometimes you gotta be, like, a second knight before you can be, like, a first wizard, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Like, there's no rhyme or reason to how any of it works. But then, even if it did make sense, it's super hard. Crazy hard. And then very hard. So I think it's another one of those games that, even with Game Genie, I'm not sure I ever beat that. No, definitely not. But I did watch a guy beat it on (laughs) YouTube last year when I had pneumonia. So none of the songs that I picked are the song that is always going through my head. There's always a song going through my head. It's the um, just when you're out on the map music. Yes, I noticed you didn't pick the main map music. I like that music, and it's constantly in my head, but it's not as interesting as these it's not other dope. ones. Um, this, this song is maybe the least weird of the three that you chose. Yeah, some of them get kind of experimental, which I like. And it also, I think, is the one that makes the most attempt to sound medieval. Yes. And like old-timey music? Oh. Now, this is something that's going to come through a lot more in my picks. There was some, there was a track that sounded hella like what nerds would hella jam to, medieval nerd music, and yeah. I didn't pick it. There, there were actually like eight or nine tracks that I was trying to pick from. Like when you watch the safety dance video, and you see them all <laughs> dancing around in the field, and there's a jester there, and they're all dressed in old-timey clothing, that's the music they should be playing, not safety dance. <laughs> right, exactly. What I was going to say was, you said, how lo- how often are you on the title screen for that long the like one of the few cool things about wizards and warriors 3 was it gave you the entire wizards and warriors backstory if you just let it sit that's right it's like play press start to play or whatever and then it would give you the whole rundown on what happened when the warrior fought the giant evil green head that was the yeah. bad guy right to get the iron sword was the iron sword wizards and warriors 2 something like that something like that and like what happened to the guy after he lost to the giant evil green head and yeah. his whole trip back to the kingdom. And if you just sat there and watched, it would like run through the entire plot for you. So you'd be like, oh, okay. I still don't know what's happening. But, but that was interesting. Um, so the the game that I chose, and you said this is the game you probably would have chosen. I think it's I think it's the winner. Is, uh, is the game Defender of the Crown. Hmm. Uh, another terrible game. Oh, unplayable. Yeah, very, very much unplayable. It's like half a... Uh, 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 a turn-based strategy game with like a map where you have to you have to kick the Normans out of England. It's like and, never clear what you were supposed to do on your turn. Right. Yeah. And the rest of the game is mini games that are difficult. Yeah. Except 
except fencing, which you finally figured out. You just always go back twice and then forward once. That's or is exactly. It? it was something like that. There was definitely just walk a certain pattern and you will win every fencing match. Yeah, you don't even have to call Robin Hood. That's the thing you can do, by the way. Here's he had the... an extra long life bar. That's why you would call him if you were bad at fencing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here is the theme to Defender of the Crown, and uh, it's hot fire. That was this game is specifically the one where I'm like, why is the game so bad and the music's so good? Right. Um, the uh, there are only four voices on the NES. Right. Do you know what that? Do you know what that means? You can only make four noises at once, Correct. and they're not the same. Like two of them make triangle waves, and one of them makes a square wave, and one of them just hisses. Right. Um. Which is what all the drum sounds in Nintendo games are. Yeah, they all just go. Uh, so all Nintendo games have fairly simple harmonies. Dude, uh, he killed it on the harmonies on this game. Well, no, the counterpoint. There's a lot of counterpoint, but the harmonies are all very simple. Like, there's a lot of unison and then like a couple of fifths. Yeah. Um, but that was the case of medieval music. You know what I like to do? I like to mix a unison with a couple of fifths. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> that would kill you. You know what I'm saying? I Don't never woke up. The whiskey. That was it. That was the last <laughs> joke I made. Um, so, I think that, um, like, clearly the nerd that they hired to make this music had spent some time thinking about medieval music. It definitely, as electronic as it is, it comes off pretty medieval, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, one's a classic. Yeah, so that's the the theme to uh to Defender of the Crown. Um I wanted to when I was going through my search here, I had three immediate thoughts for what might be the best mm-hmm. soundtrack. And it turns out that on all of them there were only a couple of songs that I really liked. So as a palate cleanser before we move on to the number two, I'm gonna play uh this is the song that I think most people probably think of uh this soundtrack is probably considered the best soundtrack in video games. Hmm. Uh, so let me just play this. Thank you. 
that is Wily Fortress 1 from Mega Man 2. I appreciate all the work that went into that. That was a, a very lot of stuff happening elaborate track. But yeah. to me, what that sounds like is if you made those like real instruments, kind of like, what you would end up with is something from the soundtrack for Short Circuit. That's my problem. Mm. Is that to me, it sounds like a super 80s holding out for a hero kind of thing. Oh, yeah, but uh, that's like basically my favorite song. I know. I understand. So. I understand you love that song. <clears throat> um, but very intricate. A lot of a lot of thought went into that for sure. That's that tends to be most people's favorite. But you couldn't find more than two tracks or one or two tracks on. Yeah, it's just like. most of the actual the the rest of the tracks are just kind of nothing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure if you so here's the thing. It's not a game we played. So we played a little bit of Wizards and Warriors three. We definitely owned it. Yeah, we owned it. And we played Defender of the Crown a lot. We didn't play Mega Man. I'm not nostalgic about it. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't feel nostalgic about those other games because they were garbage. No, they were very bad. They were dumpster games. But I do sometimes think back on the soundtrack. Uh, I don't know. I still have nostalgia for dumpster games. One of the ones that I thought about right at the end was Jordan vs. Bird (laughs) one-on-one. And boy, is that a trash fire. Music is just a little bit too simple, I think. (coughs) Yeah. But music from that still goes through my head, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the time I'm like... Yeah, dude, and you're throwing down a fucking two-handed hammer or a fucking windmill Mm -hmm. or something. You're like, oh, yeah, why is Bird in this dunk contest? It doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Woo! Two sprites with exactly the same abilities. His back's not going to take it. Um, What do you want to hear next from Wizards and Warriors 3? Uh, Just real quick, what I wanted to say about... um... Uh, Defender of the Crown is that when you turn on the game and you hear that music and you see like the medieval styling and you go through the opening menu where you got to pick a dude to be and everything. Oh, it seems like it's going to be a great game. You're like, oh my god, I think this is Atlantis. How does nobody oh, ever played this game oh, before? Oh yeah, you're cranked for this idea. This is amazing. Take, taking taking England back from the Normans. Like, do I want to be some guy named Joffrey? I don't know. Probably some alternate history nonsense. Oh yeah, hell yeah, I want to be Joffrey Longsword. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's get down. And then two turns in when it tells you your war is over, you just go, huh? That uh, yeah. that didn't really come off the way that yeah, we lost thought right was, away. We thought it was gonna work out. Like you take your turn <laughs> and all the flags change to a bunch of flags change to, <laughs> to indicate that turns have happened, that people have done things. But all that happens is all of your flags go away, and you go, huh? Oh, I lost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, William the Conqueror won again. It happens every time. Huh. Um, I don't know. Dude, you're, why don't you pick one? Your choice. So you want to pick? Uh, what did I include? Uh, thief and uh, and you knight. Mean th- thieves Guild and Knight Knights Guild. Let's do uh, let's do Thieves Guild. It gets a little experimental in the middle. This I is like it. this one's this one's like a seventies music. Let's let's yeah, hit this one up. Love this one. Not this part. Yeah, starts off real kind of straightforward.
imagine playing with this in the background? No, what I've been imagining this whole time is the meeting where he's like, okay, got the music for the Thieves Guild. You guys ready? And then he just fucking pushes play. And they're like, oh, is it, is it broken? Is it... I didn't think you could skip it. Is it think it's skipping? Um, so uh, there's eight songs in this whole game, and he spent one of them doing that. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, actually, when you think about it. What do they call it in, in traditional music, classical <coughs> music, when when you're messing with the te- what is it like rubato or something? Uh, Boy, like, I've listened to 160 episodes of Classical Classroom. I should know that. Like uh, he just he just goes, no, we're just gonna mess. We're gonna turn the whole thing on its head. We're gonna slow it down. We're gonna mess with the tempo. I'm just gonna gonna I'm gonna speed it up and slow it down. We're 25 seconds into this song. Let's chop it and screw it. <laughs> because you know why? Because this is the fucking thieves guild. You're gonna be a dude wearing a little dress and a funny hat, and you're gonna hop all around with your little dagger. And by the way, Amazing. you're gonna fall to your death on spikes 400 times. Yeah. So I hope, like, you're never gonna hear the end of this. You'll hear <laughs> the end of this once, and you'll be so excited that you got through it that you won't even be thinking about it. But yeah, here you go. Yeah. Hope you enjoy hearing this music for two straight hours. Uh, yeah, tempo rubato, according to uh, Wikipedia, a musical term referring to expressive and rhythmic freedom by slight speeding up and slowing down of the tempo. Um. Yeah, he just he's like, no, we're gonna do something important. We're gonna do an important thing for the Thieves Guild on Wizards and Warriors Three, Kiros's love poem, whatever it's called. Listen, I've written I've written three minutes and forty five seconds of actual music for this thing, and I am sick of it. <laughs> I am I am not going to stay on this leash. I am getting off the chain now. <laughs> yeah. Again, dude, there were like nine tracks where I was like, oh, this is a pretty good track. I am sick of working in your video game concentration camp. <laughs> I need to fly free. Now, see, in the podcast that we were talking about earlier where they play Avid Music, they actually research who wrote the things and what other games they worked on and stuff like that. I am yeah. not interested in that at all. Yeah, it's fine. That's, uh, That's not interesting. Yeah, the guy the guy is exactly the guy we just described, and he said the things we said. I mean, look, it's nice to put together maybe a theme show where you play, but, like, you can also just do here's all of the music from... By the way, the best one is here's all of the music from Secret of Mana. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're going 16-bit... Here's every track from Secret of Mana. Yeah, you want to go 16-bit, you go straight to <coughs> fucking SOM right there. Uh, Yeah, no. The, I mean, literally, that guy had to take that into his boss at some point and be like, here it is. Thieves Guild. Do you suppose he whap, gave him... Whip, whap, whip. He prepared him whap. in any way? Was he like, now just hold on, just make sure you listen to it all the way to the end, don't say anything. I like to imagine that he, would, like, when the music got like that, he was intently watching the guy's face yeah. and making facial expressions like, right? <laughs> Didn't I do good? I did so good. Like, dog, right? Why not? That's the face that I was making at you while it was playing. Yeah. Oh, and 100%. I didn't even make it. All right, you're up. Your turn. Top yeah, I'm gonna that. Play, I'm going to play Jousting. I'm going to play Jousting oh, from Defender. There, literally, there are eight tracks in the Defender of the Crown soundtrack because there's only the opening and closing themes, a couple of little stings when you die, and then the minigame music. So here is, and by the way, they're all good, but here's Jousting.
So obviously there's not as much of that as as there is of some of the other uh tracks, but that that is hot fire. That is really the shit. It's real fanfare. It's got that weird time signature in the beginning. Yeah. Where like, oh, oh we're coming in a beat early just to get you. <laughs> it's, right. uh, it's super good. Yeah, to this day, <coughs> uh any depiction of jousting, that music goes on in my head in the background. That is jousting uh, to me. The jousting section of this game is particularly bad. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like real lazily point your lance at the other guy as he's coming on. Your lance is uncontrollable and <laughs> yeah. do not hit that horse. <laughs> You're the horse. You are definitely kicked out of the tournament. That yeah. is not sportsmanlike conduct. Uh, so you're just always going to get knocked down, and then you're going to have to fight from your knees or yeah, whatever. Yeah, then you, like, na- you, just you end fight up in a with bad maces. Position. You go straight during to the morning star during the mace fight. It's fucking ridiculous. That oh, and by the way, not only just the sound design in general in that game is pretty cool because the cool noise that the mace makes when it hits helmets. If if, yeah. if you ever are able to to pull that thing up, like they even like have some cool sound effects going on in that game. Sound design was awesome. Other design uh, was bad, and particularly on the uh, the original platform it came out for on the Amiga, it looked really good. Yeah, uh, but the gameplay was has always been garbage. So yeah, uh, it didn't even look good on oh, the NES. Man. Not particularly uh. good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. That's that's good stuff. That's good fanfare. All right. Um, uh, another another game that is generally considered like I've seen legitimately people think this is the best music, uh, video game music from the Nintendo era is uh, is this track. I'll tell you what it is at the end if you don't recognize it. Okay. Ugh. that that is music from the game Cobra Triangle. Oh, that is the moon theme from the moon level of the game DuckTales. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> I think I remember that game a little bit. Another garbage, a real garbage game, like a real dump of a game. <sighs> yeah, that but could not the, have been you know, good. You were Pogo sticking around on Uncle Scrooge's cane on the moon in that one, so... <laughs> People like that. Cheesy cartoon helmet. Um, 
Do you remember the game Cobra Triangle, by the way? Oh, like just barely. It was about boats. You were like, I only barely remember it. I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now because that's what came to my head. We played it a little bit. We must have rented it or something. I think so. We rented games it in was, those days. There was a blockbuster like at the end of the street. It was it was like you were boats. It was like a boat combat game. The $4 we paid to rent that was too much. Yes, for sure. Because yeah, that had Atari-level gameplay. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> All right. Wizards and Warriors 3. One more. Let's do the Knights Guild. Yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, yeah, that's what it would have been like to be a medieval knight. When you hear that, you go, wait, surely they've... <laughs> they've made a mistake. That must be the wizard music. Nope. But then when you hear the wizard music, it's even much weirder. And you go, oh, okay, no, they're they're good. They did what they needed to do. Uh, yeah. <sighs> all right, all right. I know you guys are skeptical about the thief. The thieves go. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but you can be I a knight, to too. Know. Uh, we're we're not going so far. Uh, we're not going so far off book here. Uh, I really think you guys are gonna like the the Knights Guild theme music. Here we go. <laughs> and we're knighting. Stop, and we're Stay knighting. with me. Stay with me. And we're marching. And we're knighting. And we're flying. <laughs> you guys get it? And then you get the... Um, it's like, you think I was fucking going for it. <clears throat> yeah. oh. Then there were, again, there were many tracks that, that could have been in <coughs> uh, There's one where you walk into a guy's shop, and it is yep. some hella jaunty medieval music. <laughs> it really is. That's the one that's most, like, um, stereotypical. That's, that's what... Uh, that's what you would have expected Bethesda to do instead of Ragnar the Red <laughs> when you right. go into an inn. <laughs> oh, man. You expect it to sound like that. Is that a mod? Could that, that mod should, be that discovered? Be mod. <laughs> uh, look, if they can make mods so that when you get into battle, it just plays DMX, <laughs> uh, surely they can mod it so that when you go into an inn, it plays dun, the inn music dun, from Wizards dun, Yeah. Uh, uh, and there was one on there called something about saving a princess, which I didn't even remember there was a princess in that game. Uh, she's way up at the top. There apparently was one <laughs> um, that was also fucking really good. And you know what? The Wizards Go was good, and the Walking Around Town music was good. It's all good. Good soundtrack. Yep. That's a if you want to just land on YouTube and watch the 
just go through the playlist of the Wizards and Warriors 3 soundtrack. It's, yeah. it's a good time. Um, so you didn't know there was a princess in Wizards and Warriors 3. No. I had never heard the ending theme to Defender of the Crown. Because as we discussed already at length, our war is over. Our war was over. Our war was always over. Yeah. Uh, it is super great, and I'm going to ask you to stick with it for about 30 seconds because a super cool thing happens. Yeah. That's right, dog. Yeah, they treat is. you to a reprise of the intro theme unexpectedly, and it uh, it makes me rock hard. <laughs> Dude, yeah, well, why not? Get torqued. Get torqued on Defender to of the like, Crown. I was like, oh, this is good. This is triumphant. I feel like I've done a thing, and then it goes, da 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 and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so there's that, there's that element, and obviously, I mean, also, the part right after that is a reprise of... Um, when the game starts, there's uh, there's the main defender of the crown music, and then there's a secondary screen that tells you yes. the backstory as you go in, and it reprises that music right after it yep. reprises the opening theme music. It sure does. The guy who did this took it super seriously. And the other thing I was going to say was, even though if you listen to it, you can tell it's NES, because like you said, there's only the, the four distinct voices. Oh, and by the way, it doesn't sound that different from a harpsichord. He does such a good... I mean, it almost sounds, and this is going to be really high praise, it almost sounds <laughs> SNES. It does! Like, he almost... Get, like, it's like when you hear... <clears throat> when you The rare circumstance of seeing, like, a three-piece band, and they sound like they're, like... They sound like they've got, like, a rhythm guitarist and, like, a keyboard, and you're trying to figure out where all the noise is coming from, and it's just a guitar, bass, and drums, and you go, wait, why are they doing that? Like, the first time somebody saw the James Gang, our father's band. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and you're just like, wait, how are they making all that music with just the three guys? That's what that's like for the Defender of the Crown guy. Yeah, it doesn't Crush it doesn't him. sound limited. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the case for all these good ones, right? That you like, you're not like, huh? Well, that's what they had to work with. It's Nintendo. Mm, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, and then uh, so the last thing that I, was a sort of a runner up, um. Uh, is is definitely a classic, and I think this one is a classic. Like this is just a really well written theme, hmm. so uh, you've probably heard it in like a, a hundred different ways over the years. But here it is. Oh yeah.
So, of course, that's the Legend of Zelda title theme. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it is, but that's one where he's not covering up the fact that he's only got four voices to work with. Right. Well, yeah, then like, you gotta you gotta use all your all your tricks at that point. But he has written such a glorious melody. Yeah. It, give, it makes like, you feel that, all the feels. That fanfare is so good. It makes you feel all the feels because there are some parts that sound pensive. There are parts that sound uh, like you're frightened, and parts that make that sound triumphant, and just depending on how he's decided to to harmonize and stuff like that. But it also does the really cool thing of giving you a few false starts on the way in. Oh yeah, it does. It really warms up. You get a few false starts before he's really ready to get into it. Yeah. And so yeah, when you only got the four the four notes or the four voices, you gotta you gotta use all the tricks. And that guy knew him. Knew the tricks. Yes, but there was just nothing else on the rest of the Legend of Zelda soundtrack that I cared about. Like, it's basically that. Yeah, it makes it sound like it's going to be a really cool story, but is there even a story? I don't know what the story is. Like, for those old Zelda games, didn't you just, like, you started walking around? I mean, basically, you have to get the the Triforce. It's one of those things where it's like, you have to stop the evil Ganon from getting the Triforce of Power, or whatever. You have to get the Triforce of Courage to... Uh, wow, and you're like, wait, it's what's, nonsense. what's my motivation for this? Why? Why? Huh? Who? Okay, I'll go do it. Yeah. So it's it's a one line thing, and then you're in it, like um, Star Tropics. No, that's not true. Star Tropic had a backstory. Of course, Star Tropics. Don't ever say anything bad about Star Tropics. And a letter that had a secret code on it in invisible ink. Um, next time we do this, what system do you want to do? We don't have to go in order or anything. We can, we can do a different system. <clears throat> what do you in the I don't know. See the. Look, obviously, we want to do TurboGrafx-16 so we that we can to. do fi- all the Final App Twins music, but is there another good... Uh, yeah, well, there was a little I mean, game... Keith Courage in Alpha Zones, yeah. probably. There was a little game called Keith Courage in motherfucking Alpha Zones, where your sword changed size and color, and sometimes you were a little kid running upside down. Yeah. That With a game. tiny, like a dirk or something. Exactly, a little dagger of some kind. And sometimes you became a mechazord, and yeah, you had a huge laser sword. And when you swung and the sword, you fought, it went, zoom, zoom, zoom. you fought living, walking revolvers. Yeah, a guy was half revolver, like a centaur, but the wrong way, and also a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we could do that. Uh, Super Nintendo has so many classic jams. By the way, you act like you've never heard of Tricky Kick, by the way. That's, that's all Yeah, Tricky Kick too. Tricky Kick's pretty good. This is a pretty good game. Ridiculous. I have nostalgia about that. So you pick whatever system you want, and next time we can get down. And maybe people can send suggestions if they if they know any. Um, Good luck beating Wizards and Warriors 3 and Defender of the Crown, by the way. Strong crop. Strong soundtrack, both of them. And somebody think... thinks they got something better than this in their pocket. <laughs> that is hubris. By the way, hubris. I really love the fencing music, which you didn't include. Yeah, you know, it's also super good. It's so many good tracks on that. Uh, by the way, uh, also word is on the street that Uncle John has uh, has uh, he, used, <laughs> he has a tra- he has a track where he used the fencing music that's <laughs> floating around. It was from a few years ago. It's hard to dig up. But, Uncle um, John specifically, huh? Yeah, Uncle John was all over that shit. So, <coughs> um, but I thought he was mostly TurboGrafx sixteen themed. But I guess he branched I guess out. all video games for Uncle John. Yeah, he branched out a little bit. He might have dipped into a little a bit. Of little bit. He, was, he was not one of the playable Saxons, but he was one of the Norman characters. Was Uncle John? <laughs> same hoodie, same everything. <laughs> Uh, by Same the way, lucky horseshoe mustache. You could find Uncle John on iTunes. By the way, he's he's 
you can find him on there. He has a try. He has a track on the iTunes if anybody's interested. Um, Wait a minute, is that true? <laughs> I thought isn't that where we didn't we see that sweet photo of him all pixelated and everything? I mean, he has a track in our podcast feed. Oh, is that I'm the only sure place that's... it is? Yeah. All right. We'll see if we can get Uncle John up <laughs> somewhere else. We'll do what we can for Uncle John. Um, Uncle John might have infringed on some copyrights, which might make no, that difficult. What copyrights? Also, what are copyrights? Na- Namco or Bandai? I don't remember which. <laughs> Na- Nandai? Bamco. Nandai, probably. It was Bamco, I think. Bandai? <laughs> um, also, I think we found the right number of songs to, to do, because this podcast didn't go too long. That's true. Although, actually, we'll, we'll let the people decide. Maybe it went too long. That's true. It may have been nine too many songs, as far as they were concerned. <laughs> All right, everybody. Next week's a Star Trek one. So... Oh, he doesn't have a lucky horseshoe mustache. Why do I remember him as having one? Uh, yeah, you remember him as being even more gross. I just remember him as... I think, in my mind, Uncle John is the dad from American Chopper, who who our uh, dad thought was on our my wedding cruise. No, I think it's. I think your dad in that game may be rocking a handlebar. Oh, you know what? I bet he is. I think he is. And he's like, I think it is. Good job, son. Here's $900. Here's... <laughs> or, you'll get him next time, son. Here's $300. Yep. That's pretty much the only interaction you have with your dad. <laughs> how's your dad making this money? Like, how's know. he profiting off of your races? Is he a bookie? Yeah, it's, it's not clear. I do Keep get trying, the feeling son. you're being exploited. Here's $300. <laughs> It was good. That always made me feel really good. Like, well, I lost, and I have to start over from the beginning, and I have to run all the way back. Like, I have to go all the way through the world map, because it made me start back off in my hometown. But um, Also, the save codes don't work. Save codes don't work, so you can't, like, you can't reset. You have to stay in it. But remember when you lost, you started over in Detroit. Yep. If so you, you lose, you, gotta, you start all the way over in Detroit. In Etroit, sorry. You keep Etroit. <laughs> you keep all your shit, but it's just like you got to walk all the way through the map and do all the random encounters again. Um, Which is a better town theme. Detroit, Oronto, etc., or one at Twoville, Threed, um, Foreside. They're both almost insanely dumb in their own ways. Okay, good. Uh, That's the second one's from Earthbound, by the way. Yes. Which we may have to think about if we do Super NES. There's definitely some bonkers music in there. There's um, definitely the Runaway 5 gets a little nutso. That's right. <laughs> There's also some stuff where you you fight some, some Starman. And some yeah. some bees are there too. There and there's the whole thing where you drink the psychedelic coffee. Yeah. So that so, game is so weird. It's such a weird game. So you think about what system you want to do next. Uh, we're open to suggestions. And next time's a Star Trek. And I don't know if you want to recap the Star Treks we're watching again. Yeah, know. for sure. Uh, this next week we are watching the Corbomite Maneuver. Oh god, I cannot wait. That one uh, I did enjoy. Okay, I, okay. I will say. I, I'm not saying that it means it's scored high, because we know there isn't always a correlation. Right. And scores are flexible somewhat until we discuss them. Right. Uh, but I did enjoy watching it. Then there is Haven. Okay. Uh, there is the I, Nagus. I want to say I'm looking forward to Haven. It's it's going to be so bad and so good. Nagus will only be bad. Yeah. There's only bad there. Uh, State of Flux for Voyager. That could be literally anything. I kind of have a feeling, just in my head, I kind of have a feeling they might become catfish alligators, but I don't know. In State of Flux? That one's not called Warp 10 Catfish? <laughs> well, that's what they should call it! God damn! No, but they have busted that out in I, week 10? Well, I remember, it was pretty early, because I remember that we watched that our first run through, and we'd only watched part of season one. 
Uh, see, I assumed that was just something I dropped in on, and I was like, what? Uh, no, I, Am I wa-? Anyway, whatever. I really feel State like that's season one. Okay, cool. And for Enterprise, uh, Cold Front. Just to uh, just to recap where we are at this point in the in this project, with nine weeks under our belt, uh, the original series has two wins and an average score of thirty three and a third points out of eighty. Oof. Uh, the next generation has uh, five wins. Yeah. So it's really pulling away now, with an average score of uh, thirty eight and five ninths. That doesn't sound good, but that's that's they're smoking it right now. So it's a, like a five point spread there. Uh, DS Nine is the only winless series and has now got the lowest average score also, uh, at twenty nine and seven ninths. They've really been shit in the bed. Yeah, really done, really done very poorly. Yeah. Uh, Voyager has uh, a single win with a score of thirty two and two thirds. Mm. Average and Enterprise has a win with a score of thirty and two thirds average. So, so next week we will. They range between uh, DS 9s twenty nine and uh, TNG's thirty eight per yeah. episode. Well, we will see if DS nine continues their trend of shooting the bed harder each week, or well, uh... we already are not looking forward to the Nagus. <laughs> yeah. So, and if TNG will somehow manage to win another week with these terrible season one episodes that nobody likes. <laughs> Yeah, boy, it wouldn't be... I feel like it shouldn't be hard for somebody to beat Haven. It's not going to be a great episode. There are some world-building things in it, but they really suck. So that's yeah. not going to score high for me. I have... I, like, the first thing I think of, I think of, like, five negative world-building things that happen in yep. that episode. So. Some shit that really makes the universe not great in this episode. But we'll see. Maybe on repeat viewing it'll uh, it'll hold up. Who knows? Yep. So that'll be next week. Uh, you guys can tweet us at BrotherDate. Um, you can go to our uh, website for for where all the episodes are posted and stuff. That's brotherdate.com. You can find us on the iTunes. Uh, anything else they need to know? Nope. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> I caught Caterpie there. Yeah, I ended up... I caught a Caterpie... Oh, this is, this is going to be the all-time... This is the all-time nerd show. <laughs> Yeah, I caught a caterpillar later on. I caught one of those.